0: Welcome into the Archive Sports Business Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And today we're going to talk about the getting a rake when you need a shovel fallacy as it relates to the NFL draft. So we talk about that here. All right. So it's a famous reprise for Colin Cowherd, which I'll just say, I'll just kind of preface. He's the top voice in sports radio for a reason, the highest paid in sports radio for a reason. Very smart. Always has really intense... Uh, opinions. And he has this, and one of his so eloquently put things as so much of what he does is, is as it relates to the NFL draft. And it's a constant reprise. You hear it throughout his, his radio show. And I think that it's something that's also shared by many people sort of in the general public. So I'm going to try to address this here and flesh something out that might get you to think about this in a different way. So the reprise that, that Cowherd says throughout his radio show so eloquently is, as it relates to the NFL draft and drafting a position based on value versus based on need, i.e., you know, you need a tight end, but you have this great value for a pass rusher, so you go draft the pass rusher or something like that. And the reprise that he uses is kind of an example of you have your – you you know as a as a wife you send your husband to the hardware store and you say i need a shovel and then your husband comes back with a rake and says well it was a great deal it was on sale and you you're sitting there saying i don't care if it was on sale i need a shovel and now i have a rake and i can't dig the hole that's well put right it's very well put as everything is that the cowherd does but in this case it's just completely wrong and so i want to kind of try to flesh that out and explain that here so in the nfl the goal in creating a roster, whether it's through draft, trades, et cetera, is to create a roster that beats other NFL teams. You want to create a roster that can win against other NFL teams. You're not trying to fill a roster, right? You're not a Division three, tiny school in the middle of nowhere with 400 students trying to fill a football roster. Okay, you're you're an NFL team trying to win NFL game and trying to compete against other NFL rosters. Any NFL team could hold a tryout. Let's say they needed a tight end, they hold a tryout. They go out, you know, on some high school football field, say, hey, we're doing a tryout for the Titans today or whatever. You'd, you'd have a hundred people that would that would be tr- trying out for tight end immediately, and you could pay them the the entry level base salary, right? You could pay them whatever the base salary in the NFL is, you know, three, four $400,000 a year, whatever it is, you could pay them that for any one of those 100 people lined up. That's not the issue. The issue is getting a tight end that can win against other players that they face in the NFL, that can win against a linebacker, that can win against a strong safety, that can win against whatever, whoever and however they're matched up. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get a roster that wins. And it's the same sort of with every position. And it's not totally this simple, but this is the fundamental idea where getting a rake where it has value could be more beneficial than getting a shovel, an overpriced shovel, just because you need a shovel. Now, again, there's some nuance to it, obviously. There's a lot of nuance to it. There's a lot of science to it. I'm certainly no expert in that field. And the general managers in those teams do a far better job, obviously, than I could ever do. And I'm not trying to say that. I'm just trying to contextualize something here for the public as as they make this analogy. Oh, we have these 10 needs, we have to go draft accordingly. Well, what if that player, what what let's back up. Let's say this. When you say you have 10 needs, right? You have 10 needs, right? You already have players on your team that fill those positions. If you need a tight end, you have a tight end. You have a tight end that's not performing well. You have a tight end that's not starting. You have a tight end that's always injured. You have a tight end that costs too much money. But you have a tight end. And if you didn't have a tight end, you could certainly and easily go get a tight end. You're trying to to fill a deficit at tight end. You're not trying to put a body on the field because you need a tight end here. That's that's the difference. So. And, and I'll just I'll just I'll just say this the way I sort of first found out about this, because, again, I, I was one of these people who was listening to Cowherd and thinking about this kind of stuff and thinking, oh, yeah, why would you go get a, a rake when you need a, a shovel? That's ridiculous. But there's a great or well, I guess at this point was a great radio show on in Nashville. Uh, it's Jared Stillman and Floyd Reese. Floyd Reese is the former general manager of the Titans. He's he's since left radio and retired. But they used to have a show together on in Nashville, right? And f- they, they had a great back and forth. One was kind of the shock jock. One was the old wise man. They played those roles and they played them very well. And it was a very entertaining show and very informative in this way, at least for me. So one of the things that Floyd brings up constantly is that idea, right? You're trying to draft and get a need filled, not necessarily a position. And you're trying to get it done in a salary cap league and in a way that is financially responsible for your team, for your salary cap, so that across the board you can create a roster over several years that can compete and have a competitive advantage over your opponents in the NFL because that's what you're judged against. You're judged against trying to beat other NFL teams. So you're trying to draft to create a roster that competes with and beats other NFL teams. And really, you could make a fantastic roster, a, a team that's the, the 28th best team in the world, right? They're better than every college team. They're better than every uh, other you know Canadian football league team, et cetera, et cetera. You could create that team. And if it's the 28th best team in the world, it's going to have a losing record in the NFL and you're going to be fired as a GM or, and as a staff. If, if you don't, if you're winning at the 28th level, it doesn't matter where you are. Nobody wants to win three games a year. And even then that roster could be the 28th best roster in the entire world of any football team. And you could still lose so much that you get fired as a G, as a GM, as a staff, etc. So you're, you're trying to create a roster that wins against other NFL teams. Now, someone that's done some work on this, that discusses a little bit about this, is Malcolm Gladwell. With his, and, and there's an episode, I'll, I'll post it below, where he discusses th- this idea, the idea of value in the draft. And what he, his whole thing is, what rounds do you want to have the most picks in, right? So he's saying, it's not about whether the the first round pick is better than a second round pick. It's it's about whether the second round pick has more value or less value than a first round pick and a first round pick has more value or less value than a second round pick based on what you're going to pay to keep that player on your roster in a salary cap league. So he discusses that idea of value. You know, yes, you might get a better player in the first round, but if you trade down, you can get more value in the second round. Now again it's not totally, you know, in the same vein as what what we're discussing here in terms of filling needs and filling deficits and it's a deficit as it relates to another NFL team, not as it relates to the best college team in the world or whatever. You're filling that deficit as as it relates to other NFL teams. So that's what we're discussing here, but it is tangentially related to that idea of value within the rounds. So what Gladwell's saying is that over time if you're getting more value in the draft than your opponents, you will over time create a roster that can be stronger, better and have a competitive advantage over those people that you compete against. And that's that's this idea here is that you you want to get value in the draft. Now he's discussing mostly the rounds But this is also the idea with a fantastic player, right? So a fantastic quarterback or a fantastic pass rusher. If you need a a quarterback or you need a pass rusher, you know, you're going to have to pay a lot of money for that. You're going to have to expend a lot of draft capital for that. You're going to have to draft them in the high rounds, etc. So it works there, right? And, And that's intuitive for everybody. If we need a quarterback, we go get a great quarterback. We just keep drafting a quarterback till we get a quarterback. It's a quarterback driven league. And that may be true. And then same with pass rusher. It's a pass rusher driven league. So we need to draft these pass rushers and that's what we need to do. And, and there may be truth to that as well. But then when you get below that, those first couple places with those kinds of positions, now it's okay. Not just what do I need, but what can I get as far as value that I can then use as a trading piece. You know, you can certainly trade this player. You can trade these picks on draft night. That's why so much happens with trading the picks and trading for the players. Because you're, again, it's a balance between best value, best roster. And I think people feel, okay, I need a tight end. I'm going to go get a tight end in the early round. Well, if that tight end is not great, as it relates to other tight ends throughout say a five-year span then it doesn't matter trade out of it and let someone else use that space you know say fifth pick overall which represents a lot of draft capital let somebody get in there and use that space for another position potentially that they need or something like that right so one of the things, again, kind of to go back to, to Floyd Reese when he was on the radio show, and again, he's the former uh, Titans general manager, he discusses that point that you're, if you need a tight end, that's all well and good, but you're drafting against other tight ends from other years because, and you're comparing them against other tight ends from other years because if a tight end is going to come up next year that's better or that came up last year that's better or overall in your draft grades, they're really a kind of a, a borderline NFL player and you've got to draft them in the first or second round. Well, you don't do that because that player, that quality rating or whatever you do and every team's got their their info, it has to work in the NFL for a period of, of several years, right? You're Because you've got players that stay in the NFL for three years, five years, 10 years, et cetera. So you, you can't just say, okay, I need a tight end, so I'm going to go draft a tight end. Well, if there's not a great tight end there, just pass. Deal with tight end next season or deal with tight end in a different manner or something like that. Or get a hold a tryout, put somebody in at tight end, realize that it's a deficit, and use your value somewhere else kind of going forward. So again, it's a real kind of simple look and it avoids some nuance and some classification. Well, it avoids a lot of nuance and some classification of quarterback versus pass rusher, etc. But again, I think hopefully it gets you it gets the juices flowing and thinking about when you draft a tight end or someone like that, you're not just filling a need. You can fill a need in a tryout. You're trying to get value and you're trying to get a tight end or a player that is better than a player that's going to come next year, than players that are going to come in the future, et cetera, because they're going to be playing in the league with those players over these, over the ensuing years that you have them as a player. So again, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. Um, all the time you hear people, fan bases, et cetera, going crazy when someone drafts somebody that they, you know, oh, we needed this, we should have gone and got that, and and again, maybe they're right. You know, they, I mean, sometimes sometimes they are but this is something that can maybe help to contextualize what's going on in these front offices sometimes and why they're, they're sort of playing a five year game and not just that upcoming draft because they have to, because they have to build a roster that wins and that wins against NFL teams. All right. So thank you. Appreciate it. And please like subscribe. We've got another podcast coming out in a couple of days, a great interview. So stay around for that. All right. Thank you.